Welcome to Legislative Breakdown, the podcast that breaks down the Idaho legislature so you don't have to. I'm Samantha Wright with Boise State political science professor emeritus Gary Moncrief. That's a lot. Uh, Gary, how are you today? I'm fine. Thanks, Samantha. So we're going to talk about a number of things today, including... uh, a bit in, uh, here and there about staffing at the Idaho legislature because we've talked to some lawmakers last season and we've talked to one this season and we'll talk to some more. But we also want to talk about uh, some of the people who make the Idaho legislature tick behind the scenes, not only the people, but uh, what makes the Idaho legislature tick, uh, especially if you're new to Idaho or you're new to politics or you're new to this podcast. Well, here we are. We're going to find out how it works. How does it work, Gary? <laughs> well, <laughs> How's well, that for an introduction? I, yeah, there you go. So you're talking about making the legislature tick. I guess the first thing I would say is all legislatures tick differently. Uh, and I think most people don't really quite realize the tremendous amount of variation that exists out there in states. So I want to talk a little bit about a kind of big picture thing in terms of how they differ. Because as you pointed out, we've got a lot of people moving into this state from other places And the Idaho legislature doesn't necessarily work or look like the state from which they came. Yeah, it can be really weird. (laughs) Well, they're all a little weird, but uh, (laughs) Idaho has its own brand of weirdness. So here's some ways that they differ. They differ in size of membership. There are 20 senators and 40 representatives in the Alaska state legislature. There's 21 senators and 42 in the Nevada legislature. And there's 400 in the New Hampshire House of Representatives. That's just (laughs) different. In fact, there are more people just in the Minnesota state Senate than in the entire legislature of Nevada. So they're breaking it up in how they represent folks in the state. Yeah. So you've got chambers that were largely set in the state constitution in terms of size, and then you've got population, which has changed obviously over many years since constitutions were created. And so we wind up with a situation where you have, for example, in California, assemblyman or assemblywoman, that's what they call the House of Representatives, represents 500,000 people. And a California state senator, state senator, represents roughly 1 million people. That's more people for a California state senator than any member of the U.S. House of Representatives represents. All right. So you may have heard in the past couple of weeks about this report that came out of the Idaho legislature concerning a treatment center in Nampa for folks with intellectual disabilities. And some of the things in that report were a little shocking. And we wanted to dig a little deeper into who created that report, a.k.a. who investigated this agency. And it turns out it's an office, the Office of Performance Evaluations in the Idaho legislature, and they do a lot of this sort of thing, and we wanted to find out more. Right. So here's a case of a particular staff or or office of staffers, basically. This is a group that works for the legislature. It's a very small office, but uh, a very important office. I liken this to 
the General Accounting Office at the congressional level. Many people have heard of GAO, the General Accountancy Office, it's now called. The General Accountancy Office does essentially these evaluations and this oversight to see how the money is being spent. Well, that's basically what OPE does in Idaho, but it's a, it's a very small staff, whereas the GAO has literally thousands of people working for it. OPE has about a half a dozen It's an interesting and very small office that most people don't know anything about. So we thought it would be fun to talk to Rakesh Mohan, who is the director of that office this week. That's right. So let's go on the road and head down and to the Office of Performance Evaluations. Sounds good. So Rakesh, can you tell us a little bit about about your office, uh, what your basic charge is? Sure, uh, Gary. Thank you for asking me, uh, Samantha. Thank you. Our office is a small independent agency of the legislature, and I'll use the word independent multiple times during this conversation because that is the foundation of our office. Our office was um, established in '94. The lead person who was taking who was taking the charge was Bruce Newcomb, who later became a Speaker of the House. There were people who were opposed to the office saying that the office will be used for a witch hunt right? to uh, uh, just go after uh, the governor's programs and policies or even uh, other legislators right. and other programs. So to minimize the politics and uh, to keep office independent from any kind of influences, obvious or subtle, the legislature decided to have this office separate. The way we are established, we only take orders from the Joint Legislative Oversight Committee. So a Speaker of the House of Pro Tem cannot tell us which project to work on. All the projects have to be requested through the Joint Legislative Oversight Committee, or JLOC. So folks may have heard of the Office of Performance Evaluations in the last couple weeks. There was a, a report that you guys put out about the Southwest Idaho Treatment Center in Nampa. It had a lot of uh, pieces and parts to it. And I think it's important to to point out that you, as the office, are sort of the the private detectives of the legislature. Your job, if and correct me if I'm wrong, is to go out and sort of do the detective work and go on the scene and find out what's going on at whatever particular department or agency is is happening. Correct, Samantha. Uh, We have been also called investigators by legislators and other people, even though we prefer to be called evaluators because terms like investigators or auditors could be seen as intimidating terms or harsh terms. Evaluators are more gentler and kinder (laughs) term. Uh, But, yes, we do investigation. Uh, We do look at all the books, interview people, uh, we look at the facility. We talk to uh, all the stakeholders. So with the Southwest Idaho Treatment Center, um, it was important for this project that the team lead stays at the facility to observe a lot. But then we also look at it, the program, how we can make recommendations and what recommendations would be useful for that program. So in your time here, what would you say was the the most, either the most difficult or the most time-consuming, the, the toughest evaluation you've had to do? In 2008, the legislature asked us to look at the Transportation Department, ITD. Governor Otter wanted uh, more f- money because there was a budget deficit. He said it was about $200 million budget deficit for transportation. So both sides, the executive branch and the legislative branch, decided 
maybe we should ask the Office of Performance Evaluations to do a study. And at that time, we didn't have the capacity to do a big, large study. I always believed since day one I came here that I was not hired to say no. I was hired to get things done. So I said, we'll do the study, but we don't have the capacity in-house. We'll have to hire consultants. So not only we did the study on time, we did it under 20% under budget. Wow. And we returned that money to the wow. legislature. And governor uh, issued an executive order telling the, the transportation department to implement all of our recommendations. You said not private detective work, but more evaluation right. of whatever it is, whether it's a department or a program or whatever. But your job is to get down to whatever the question is that the, the legislature has, uh, if they have a question. So you really have to sift through a lot of information. Yes, exactly. Sometimes a lot of information is not there. Then we have to create some new data, new data meaning we have to interview a lot of people. We have to observe a lot of things because the agency has not maintained good data. So you go out on the ground, so yes. to speak, mm-hmm. and, and actually do those, those interviews, those investigations. Yes. Uh, it's what we, we refer to in social sciences these days as a, as a multi-methods approach. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. And these interviews could be individual interviews or they could be also group interviews or focus groups. We have done focus groups. Earlier, uh, Gary, you asked uh, what was the most challenging project, that transportation study, but most rewarding project, I would say, was the three studies we did in the last two years on child welfare, child protection, foster care. Mm. And in that study, we did a lot of focus groups and interviews and surveys. There was a lot of good data available from the agencies, but the study would have been, been only halfway done had we only relied on the data in the files and on uh, computer data. Right. As a result of our recommendation, not only program officials are making changes, but the legislature has made some big budget decisions right. for the program, foster right. care, child welfare program. Also, we made a very strong recommendation asking the legislature to establish legislative standing committee to look into child welfare issues. Child welfare issue is so complicated and it is about kids, their future and our future as a state, we felt like that kids are being shortchanged. The program is being shortchanged. I think uh, that was the highlight of my professional career because I have never seen anything happening like that, and I know it will make a difference. We want to give extra special thanks to Rakesh for sitting down with us uh, at the Office of Performance Evaluations and having a chat and fascinating what they do all the time. Yeah, again, it's one of these cases where there are things that go on out there, particularly involving the legislature, that most people just don't, we don't know anything about it. And as Rakesh often says, he works for the people of Idaho. And I I think it's important for the people of Idaho to know there's somebody working for him out there. (laughs) Absolutely. Nice to meet him. And uh, again, thanks to to him. And thanks to you, Gary, for Uh, being here. Always fun. And we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. Sounds great.
Legislative Breakdown is a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. I'm Samantha Wright with Boise State political science professor emeritus Gary Moncrief. And our original music comes from local artist and composer Will Hall of the band's New Dude and Like of the Dog. And if you like this podcast, shout it out on Twitter or Facebook. Remember, it's your legislature. Legislature.